Big Famous Wow. This here is the Tim and Sid Show. You are now tuned in, coast to coast, entertaining the masses, sports entertainment. Yeah. It's about to get started. Sit back, enjoy the show in five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. It's Tim and Sid for Tuesday, December the 15th. Had to look it up. That was the pause. Was making sure <laughs> that it was December 15th because it's all kind of bleeding. I'm Tim McAuliffe. He's Sid Sixero. We are live on both TV and radio once again from our basements. Coming up, Mitch Marner, the Toronto Maple Leafs, will join us. We'll not only get his take on when hockey could return, what an all-Canadian division looks like, but we'll also let you know about an online charity fundraiser he is doing Thursday night, hosted by none other than Tim and Sid. You and Details. You and I. How about that? Coming up. Details. Straight ahead. Also, Tim, Sportsnet hockey analyst, good friend of this show. Sam Costantino will drop by. Uh, Team Canada's roster set for the World Junior Hockey Championship in Edmonton. We'll ask him who the favorite is and will the tournament be played. Because there are kind of different storylines happening with this tournament, Tim, as we all know, uh, in Alberta. It's going to get, hopefully, gets played. Hopefully. Did I not read? They got on plates. But did I read like three nations got on the same charter? I told you. Did I read Sweden, Russia, and the Czech Republic got on the same charter? That happened, right? I, I told you that before. And I told everyone else that when I was on with Donovan Bennett, when Canada was quarantining, that three teams were getting on one charter. And lo and behold, Chris Johnson said there was a little bit of a wee bit of a problem before they got on the charter, but they you did think? anyway get onto the charter. You think? Uh, we'll get into that with Sammy. We love Sam Constantino. He's going to join us momentarily. But, uh, mm-hmm. Tim, let's get to it here. And oh, yeah. the NBA story that kind of shook the league to its core today. Let's dive into that thing. Uh, let's uh, let's shout out Malachi Flynn, uh, Freddie Van Vliet's game <laughs> yesterday, because we're probably not going to talk too much about it. Uh, let's shout out Lamar Jackson and his IV slash poop uh, that led him to the locker room. It wasn't a poop. A... Let's it okay. wasn't a poop. Let's do this here quickly because you don't you don't you think what? it was a poop, do you? I don't think. No, it was I think it's too long for a poop. If it was a poop, that is one like that. You seriously got the Barry Trots. Like you're in he, a spot where what if you had his phone with him. Stopped. I don't know. It could be a long oh, poop you, on the yeah. phone. Right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. These Legs falling asleep for sure. If that oh, was yeah, a poop, sure. yeah, that's why he threw a pass on every one of the plays that he came back with. Lamar Completely. Jackson was probably getting an IV, but if it was a poop, it was too long and the legs would have fallen asleep. You think it was like Pablo Sandoval liking Instagram pictures in the washroom during a Red Sox game back in the day? Remember that? <laughs> oh my God. I remember that Pablo. Yeah. It was the best thing. It was the best thing he ever did as a Red Sox. Like, they were the, yeah. Clearly the most interesting moment of his Boston career. Okay, we're on the same page. He was not pooping. Everyone relax. What a football game last night. I think I think Cleveland can feel just as good about that as, as Baltimore. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think they're going to be fine. I think you're gonna be fine. Take it easy, take it easy, Lewis Reddick. But we will get, we will get maybe to that for the rest of the show. But as you However, mentioned, it is the NBA news that Raptor fans were praying that they were not going to hear. Giannis Antetokounmpo is signing the Supermax extension with the Milwaukee Bucks, two hundred twenty-eight million dollars over five years to stay in Milwaukee. Giannis had until Friday to sign the deal. Are you disappointed that we heard this news drop today? I'm shocked. I'm not disappointed. I'm 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 floored. Now, and I know there's a lot of takes out there, Tim. Of well, you know what? Then the system worked. 
Because Milwaukee, in another time, wouldn't be in on a guy like Giannis. They couldn't afford to give him the extra $30 million in the Supermax. So the system works. The system works. I do believe at some point you have enough money. Unless you're dumb with it. Like, I do believe most human beings Hold on. have enough money. So I don't know if it's you- totally about the extra year or the extra $30 million that Milwaukee could give them. Like, come on. Give me a break. It's... It's like $83 million, guaranteed. 83 is a lot of money. But if you're going to be in a position where, like, Pat Connaughton is, is one of your most important guys, what have you really done? Okay. Like, I just, heard, I just heard Giannis talk a lot about, especially having dinner with the owner after the season, and, and some of the quotes that came after that. Giannis is about winning. Giannis is about competing. Giannis is about this and that. I get it. It's, it's, it's the company line. I understand. This organization doesn't know what it's doing. Because that guy has been on top of his game for two flipping years. No finals appearances. Got close to one year, ran into Toronto. Last year was a joke. This team is not about winning. Drew Holiday is not signed long-term. Let's remind everybody. The guy they picked mm-hmm. up from New Orleans to make him happy for a hefty price is still not signed. So he could leave. You're paying Chris Middleton what you're paying Pascal Siakam. And there's really no other depth on that roster to pull from. What is this team and what is their potential? That's the only thing I'm looking at right now in terms of, I'm thinking of the young man's mentality. And if you don't want to run to a super team, I get it, Tim. I do respect that. Like, no one wants to be Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant will never be respected like LeBron James, ever. Because he ran to Golden State a once-in-a-generation team, and did what he did what he had to do. And it's fine. But he'll never be looked at like that. If Giannis builds his own team, he feels he can be looked like that. And I respect that mentality. And I respect not just going down to Miami and going. I, res- I respect it to a certain extent. But this team, as constituted, Tim, I don't see it with Milwaukee. I don't. God bless him. But I don't see it. I think he made a competitive error here, a big one. And, do, and did I want to see him with the Raptors? Sure. Hells yes. What the hell am I going to say to that question? Of course I wanted that. Most of us wanted that. But I, I, I don't know what he's thinking. If this is going all in and showing him that winning's important in Milwaukee, then they got a different definition of winning. Because I'm looking at that roster and I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't think that this team's gotten better over the last two years. If that's what you're asking me, that's or exactly if that's what you're what I'm saying, asking. that's exactly I, I, what I'm in, insinuating. Yes, I'm, I that's agree exactly with you. where I'm going. I don't know if this team is good enough, but I do think the money works. Like I think I went and did the research, and assuming he doesn't sign anything beyond this, it would be an 83 million dollar difference between the guaranteed money that Giannis gets from Milwaukee and from anyone else. Now he's probably going to sign another deal after. This oh, one. he will. So you can fill the money up a little bit there. If it was $40 million, you're still talking about a $43 million difference in guaranteed money between Milwaukee and anyone else. And I, and I say that to say that I think players are wise to the game. I think they know that you sign and guarantee the money because they Get saw it. what happened to DeMarcus Cousins. And they saw what happened to Paul George. Now, DeMarcus didn't do it, got hurt, and missed out on over $100 million. Paul George, who was previously hurt, 
signed a four-year max deal with OKC, and he was traded to the Clippers one year later. One year later. Like, I think that a bunch of players are looking at this and saying, sign the Supermax when you can, because if all else fails, you can get the hell out if you want. Well, Tim, last time I checked, there's a guy in Houston right now. Superstar. Superstar. Former who reportedly turned down, turned down $50 million from the Rockets, signed for two more years, and it means nothing because within the next seven days, and he might play, listen, he might play on Sportsnet tonight against the Spurs. I don't know. I have, we haven't seen anything cross the wire to suggest otherwise. <clears throat> Forgive me. Getting choked up talking about Giannis. You're right. Uh, but he knows full well, Get the just have him throw you the bag and if you want out after year three, what the hell are they going to do about it? This is the NBA. Year, the players. Year one. Oh, year one, that's, that would be something. I'm, I'm at least giving him to year three. Year three of this. But it could happen at any point. Is my, is, I think what you and I agree with, this is the NBA. Anyone who thinks he's actually committed for the next six years, and I'm including next year in that, you're nuts. Giannis can leave at any moment, anywhere. James Harden is about to do it. Other guys have done it. This is not a new story. So I love the and the tweet that's come up from three years ago, Tim. You've probably seen it where Giannis wrote, I have loyalty in my veins, mm-hmm. something along those lines. I, I, that'll come back to haunt him. I, I really, he shouldn't have said that. <laughs> this is the NBA. Don't do that. So, the, so big picture, I, like I know what he's doing, but I don't know what he's doing. Because I don't trust Milwaukee knows what they're doing. They have landed on a lottery ticket of a player, a unicorn of a player, and, and they look at that roster. Do me a favor. Look at the roster. That's what you commit six years to? You think you're going to compete in the Eastern Conference with that? Kevin Durant just walked through the door. James Harden might do the same thing in the next seven days. You're going to comp- yeah. That's what you're locking into if you're Giannis Antetokounmpo. God bless you, kid. Now, the other side of the story. The Raptors. Yes. And the plan B. And what it is. Hit us up at Tim and Sid as you've been doing all day long because our show goes 24-7 on Twitter and Instagram. So you can let us know what you think. What What is the Raptors' plan B? And a little later on, give me a flash, Sid, because I want to tell you why Raptor fans are so upset today. Hit me with it now. I'm interested. No, I want, hit me with it now. I'm, I'm I'm more interested in the Raptors' plan B. What like they right. have a max cap space available to them because of this off season and the opportunity that they were looking forward to in 2021's off season to sign Giannis Antetokounmpo. Well, I mean, the the no plan starts without two names: Masai and Bobby. Right. Because you can be damn sure if Masai leaves, and as of press time, as of this show, as of Tim and I sitting in front of cameras and talking to each other, Masai is still not signed that contract. Right now. Right now. And neither is Bobby, who is one of the faster risers from an executive standpoint in the league. Raptors general manager, Bobby Webster. You got to clear that up. I am not comfortable talking about any other type of roster construction unless I know okay. that's the guy running it. 
Okay, but do you think do you think that Masai did this on purpose? I'm this is a preemptive strike because I know where you're going, and I think I'm going to give the audience the knowledge or or the the uh, benefit of the doubt that they knew you were going. Lock up Masai Ujiri because he's one of the best in the league. You're right. I know it. Our audience knows it. Did Masai Ujiri not sign his deal because he knew it could be tied to Giannis Antetokounmpo? It leaves the question open. Again, any anybody at home watching this or listening to this who rolls their eyes at the thought Masai is going to walk, you got to wake up. Okay? You got to grow up, you got to wake up. He is sought after in sports and out of it. Private sector, politically, all over the map. He didn't write his um, ticket. And he could have done it a year. And part of me thinks he could have done it before the championship. That's what people thought of him. Um, you got you, you. If Masai Jiri thought he was going to get Giannis, you got to stay. Now that this is done short term, and Masai's deal is running out, I worry. I worry that he looks at the landscape and doesn't know if the next Kawhi is out there because that was your Kawhi, I think. Like We don't know well, if he could have been a on. Kawhi, but that's, a good, that's a good prospect to be the next Kawhi. Let me ask you another question. Okay. Is Kawhi your next Kawhi? Let's start it right now, Tim. <laughs> December 15th, 2020. What's more 2020 than going on air and saying, I think the only thing the Raptors have left to do is to convince Kawhi to come back? The only thing only the that. Raptors have left to do is Kawhi to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> is Kawhi pissed at how last year went? Yes. Does he know if he stays with the Clippers, he is tied to playoff P, Paul George? Yes. Does anyone trust Lou Williams? No. Do we know what Ty Lue is going to do as head coach of that team? No. Do we know Kawhi left on good terms somewhat? Publicly, nothing was said bad about him by the organization. On good terms with the Raptors? Yes. Does he know the city? Yes. Does he know the guys on this team still? Going into the summer of 2021. Yes. Can I put all my ill feelings behind me and mm-hmm. welcome Kawhi with open arms? No. But what? if it's for the good of the franchise, I'm just saying, I'll be a team player. If it means Kawhi can return as the prodigal champion and say, you know what? Things were pretty good here. And Larry Tannenbaum convinces him. Pascal Siakam convinces him. Kyle Lowry can still be around. Kyle Lowry now, they have room to sign Kyle Lowry next year, Tim, potentially. Mm -hmm. He still could be there. Yep. It is not, we've reached the point where going after Kawhi, should he opt out of his deal after the Clippers lose again in the second round, which they will, is not the craziest idea I've heard this week. You and I, you and I don't have enough time to properly digest, (laughs) to properly spit this out for the Tim and Citizens and anyone else who's flipped on this channel on purpose or by accident. However, 
I will follow up Kawhi 2 Electric Boogaloo with the only other options. And you can look through the list of free agents in 2021, or you could think of trades. Which would be better? Which would you find more juicy? Kawhi 2, DeMar DeRozan, who's a free agent in 2021. Yes, he is. Or someone trying to get traded out of Houston. Do you need the superstar to add to this young core in James Harden? I don't want to hear about a Harden. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> that guy's, I don't want to hear it. Michael Grange, I'm telling I don't want to hear it. Michael Grange was pretty harsh. Michael Grange was harsher than me in his critique of James Harden when he was on the show last. I'm not willing to go that far, but I, didn't dis- I did not disagree with 90% of what he said. The thought of James Harden is nice, but I don't know if he's the guy. The reality the thought- of James Harden is that he undoes what the franchise worked so hard to rid itself of. You can't, you can't bring that guy back in. But what if you did this, Tim, because you, you, you brought it up. DeMar DeRozan was traded for Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. A move that, till this day, for basketball fans in this country, kind of, sort of gets talked about at various levels. I know the championship came, but there are some people out there thinking, but, you know, he did leave, and we love DeMar, and they're out there. I'm not saying I'm, I'm that person, but they're out there. What if this reconciliation did take place? What if you well, reached according- out to DeMar? What if you reached According out to the Kawhi? bubble, there was a reconciliation already. I completely missed that. There was a reconciliation. Yeah, Masai, there was a there was a conversation between Masai looked up. There was Demar Derozan sat down, had a chat. It's fantastic. In the bubble, Amen. It's how it started with Dan Gilbert and LeBron for round two, and to sit right. down in a warehouse somewhere. That's seriously it was a scene out of a Scorsese film. They just in a warehouse. They met dimly lit and they talked things out. Comic Sans, the whole nine yards. Tim, the beauty of the NBA is, like, in the NHL, if you if we proposed each other ten trades on air, none of them are probably happening. For cap reasons, for just a lot of reasons. The NHL's not like that. In the NBA, the reason their offseason rules all other offseasons is fantasy land becomes reality. Because stars read possible. everything. Anything's possible. You, you drop a seed in anyone's head, and it, it could run. It could happen. The thought of the big three in Miami was just laughed at. You were, Pat Riley couldn't do that. The Levitar's going on for 15 minutes about it. It's the greatest thing ever. I am not poo-pooing another NBA idea again other than Clippers or Bucks win a title because that's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. Every Keep other idea com- I am open for. Keep them coming at Tim and Sid. Uh, please remember, though, PG and Kawhi weren't PG and Kawhi in their first couple of years. They developed into that. Like, focusing on Pascal's growth and the growth of OG Ananobi is an amazing place to start. Sid's already ordered his Malachi Flynn jersey. Did it last night. Like, OG Ananobi needs his extension. He's going to get a raise. How much will depend on this year in... Fred Van Vliet was, what, the second best free agent on the open market? Anthony yep. Davis opting out and opting back in, which we all knew was going to happen. Otherwise, it was Fred Van Vliet. Like, please, 
give the Raptors organization and the fact that Bobby Webster and Masai Ujiri can write their own ticket right now the credit and the benefit of the doubt to understand that they are in a really good position even without Giannis Attentacompo. I think that's not being talked about near enough. And I understand it, Sid. And here's why. Let's call this for what it really is. What's happening today is the inferiority complex of Canadians. Mm -hmm. That a high-profile NBA or Major League Baseball star, for that matter, will never sign here. And many, including this guy sitting right here talking into this microphone, me, Tim McAuliffe, thought the Greek guy with a Nigerian background may have been the one guy who would do that. The one guy that would look at our city fondly. The guy that would look at this country after what everyone's been through in 2020 and say, yes, I want to go there. The reason why Raptor fans and Canadian basketball fans are upset today is many thought that the visions of Jurassic Park in the postseason would prove this was a big-time market. That the parade and the two million people downtown with wonderful hosts on a commercial-free broadcast on television. Terrific, yeah had graduated Toronto and Canada beyond the Milwaukee's of the world, that having Drake as the global ambassador and the OVO uniforms made us different than all those other middling teams of the past. And what hurts the most, and it hurt Sid Sixero, and it hurt Canada, was that Kawhi still left. After all of that. And then the wait. Hold on. Giannis might be able to fill this void. In our hearts. Maybe we can be the team. That screws the other small market team for once. Instead of the team that always gets screwed. And yet here lays Toronto once again. No Kawhi. No Giannis. Feeling the same way they did. When Vince left or when Christopher Wesson Bosch left, and moreover wondering how all of this ties into Masai's future. That's what really hurts. No? Yeah. What about Masai? Like, I don't, I obviously, for, for, and, and for reasons you know, like Kawhi and this aren't the same to me, uh, but it's, it's not even about Giannis. It's about, it's about Masai. Like, because when Masai, so you don't even think it's a, social you don't media. even think it's about the the Canadian inferiority complex and people feeling like we had graduated past all of the things that led to everyone saying thanks but no thanks. I think it does, but I think it relates to Masai more than Giannis. Okay, like I don't know how many people feel that today. I think Raptor fans are just like what? But if Masai happens to go, that feeling returns, and this could be a domino down that road if you believe Masai was that closely enamored. And we know he was enamored, but if he thought he had a real shot. It's all about inferiority. I would agree with you. But I think it's more about Masai than Giannis. Giannis is an incredible player, likes of which we probably have never seen. Masai is an executive, I can guarantee you, we've never seen. 
ever in any Canadian market for any sport, ever, with this level of competition and depth of field. We've never seen them. If today is the day you start to kind of sink into the fact that maybe he's going, then that inferiority complex really hits home, even with a pretty good roster, with cap space, and good young players with who haven't hit their ceiling yet, technically. So that's how I would respond to that. It exists. The inferiority complex never leaves, even without a title. I would agree with you. But mine has shifted up a sigh. That six right, Six writes in and says, I'm sad because we lost Serge for no good reason. He would have kept our spirits up, plus he genuinely wanted to stay. No good reason. Wait a second. Wait a second. Blake Griffin, Kawhi Leonard, Chris Paul, DeMar. Drew Holiday could be a free agent next year. Rudy Gobert, Victor Oladipo. Like, let's oh, just hold hold on a second on the there's nothing left to look at in the free agent class of 2021. Let's just pump the brakes a little bit. Yes, correct. There's no MVP aside from Kawhi. There's now only one MVP that could be a free agent. How, how, will, how will teams shop? Just there's relax. The Raptors have space. I love their core. I think Pascal is going to wake up. This is not the doom and gloom some people think. At least in my opinion. I would, and Tim basically said the same thing earlier in the show. Like I would agree with him. Just relax on that. Just relax. Uh, we've got to move on. Che writes in and says, you mean a superstar that was rumored to sign in Toronto didn't actually sign in Toronto? Mind blown. Something's not right. We'll get to more of your tweets at Tim and Sid on Twitter. We'll do it in the third segment of the show. Also, Mitch Marner of the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Leafs have had some success finding free agents. Now they need success on the ice. Mitchell Marner will join us to talk about on the ice and a charity initiative that is coming your way on Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. And Kendrick Perkins will break down all of this, plus our boy KP is in Houston, where they have a problem. We will discuss it all next. Tim and Sid, Sportsnet, radio and TV, and a little junior hockey with Sammy Koz coming up. Jamie writes in and says, Ouch, Tim, that diatribe was like a gut punch. I believe in Masai. He's not going anywhere. It won't be your fault. It won't, it won't be your fault, Canada. If he does, and I'm not saying he will, saying if he does, it won't be your fault. You did everything you could. Uh, Mario writes in and says, Curry 2022, he's coming home. He's coming home! <laughs> I like that one. Let's roll that video again. I haven't seen it in like a month. Um, all right, we're going to have more of your tweets coming in regarding Giannis uh, signing in Milwaukee and what the hell this means for specifically the Raptors because... We do talk Raptors on the show. But we also have a World Junior Hockey Championship as of this moment scheduled to begin on Christmas Day, Tim, in Edmonton, Canada, Germany, get going on Boxing Day. Sam Constantino of Sportsnet has been kind enough to join us. Sammy, man, it's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I really hope this tournament happens. Is it going to happen? Well, it keeps pushing in that direction, that's for sure. Now, the one thing they have to be acutely aware of is that if anyone does test for COVID-19, you know, they came in on three separate charters, uh, the teams from Europe. And so the other teams would have no choice but to at least 
have you know there has to be some impact and i know there was some a lot made about them getting on the plane and social distancing on the plane but i mean really are you to to trust that if someone tested you know for covid19 and they were on that plane you'd have to think that at some point everyone else in that plane would have to be in peril and go through you know more rigorous testing protocols so that's kind of the first step to get through and then you have to hope that when they get back on the ice in practices in their small groups that it's okay and then when they start playing in exhibition games that it remains okay and then finally on christmas day when the tournament begins so there's still a lot of a lot of hurdles to to get over um but i mean uh, to be honest with you getting everyone here in canada so far i i think that's a that's a that's a good start it's a really good start yeah there's not much leeway and that's why people are still worried right sam because the Mm -hmm. the schedule as it's laid out right now it's kind of tight if anyone does test positive and i think that what hockey canada and the double ihf are doing right now is just crossing their fingers and hoping nothing happens between now and christmas day yeah, no question about it, you know, especially with things, you know, the way they are in Alberta right now. So I don't think there's any question. Everyone's kind of walking around on eggshells. I mean, right now everyone's just walking around their own rooms, uh, you know. But, uh, you know, this this slow progression, they, they've done, I think, as much as they could possibly do by asking teams to meet, you know, a week out by testing three times uh, negatively before getting on the plane and getting on the plane and then going through the, the questionnaire every 12 hours and continuing to test while they're in self-isolation in their own room. So a lot of, a lot of that has, has, has gone on to this point, and you have to assume that uh, everyone is, is being responsible. I kind of went on a rant, Sammy, uh, about a week ago, two weeks ago, um, when, I, <laughs> when we learned how much self-isolation was going to go on for these kids, especially the yeah. Canadian team who were in Red Deer, Alberta, basically locked in their rooms for 14 days. How much do you think that the lack of junior hockey in parts of this country, uh, the isolation for 14 days, uh, will have an effect in this tournament, will change this tournament? Like, will, will it be tougher for Team Canada to get to game speed? Um, they should be healthy, and there should be some intensity built up here, right? Like, this is kind of unprecedented territory like everything else in 2020. Yeah, no question. And, you know, oftentimes teams and players, even opposing teams and players, are motivated by what you get from the crowd. So, you know, at some point you're going to have to artificially kind of ratchet up that, that energy and intensity. And, and I say that because, hey, listen, these are all athletes that are on, you know, a pro tra- trajectory. So should they have to kind of manufacture the excitement or the passion and the will to play the game? Not necessarily, but it always does help when you have the crowd involvement. Sometimes it helps you when the crowd's going against you. Sometimes it really can elevate you when the crowd is on your side. And so with no crowds present and the isolation, yeah, you'd expect that there's going to be a little bit of rust. But having said all that, Tim, you know, typical for Canada is that they don't usually get together until about a, you know, a week before, maybe 10 days before the tournament begins. So they've been together. The one thing that surely has been taken care of, even in isolation, is the bonding part of it. And oftentimes that can be a little bit challenging when you're only together for such a short period of time before uh, the games actually start. Even in isolation through Zoom calls and the Bob Ross painting thing and all that stuff that's been going on, (laughs) (laughs) you know, they will have had an opportunity to bond like no other team has, has had that opportunity. So that part should be taken care of. When I look at the group, 21st rounders, you know, the on-ice part should, should really take care of itself. And there's going to be times, probably in the first three preliminary games, where they're going to have to maybe artificially, uh, you know, ratchet up the, in, the intensity or the excitement because I think those 
the first three games don't provide a ton of competition. Um, and for me, the tournament kind of gets going on New Year's Eve when, when they play Finland, which will likely decide first place in the pool. And then obviously you get into the quarters and the semis and so on. Sam Cosentino here on Tim and Sid. World Junior Hockey Championship begins in Edmonton, scheduled to begin on Christmas Day. Uh, let's stay positive here, Sam. Let's assume we're going to have a great tournament. Obviously no fans, and it's too bad, but it's 2020. This is the time of year, you know, a household name for Canada steps to the fore and becomes that guy. Like, I'm, you know, there's a million of them, the Jordan Eberleys. It, it, it happens at this time of year. Who's about to become the household name that maybe isn't such a big household name right now? Yeah, really interesting. So I, I, you have to look to the goalies because at some point one of them is going to carry the mail. But the most fascinating of the lot to me, and I've got to, to watch Taylor Gauthier play. You know, uh, he's out of Prince George. Dylan Grant has an exceptional resume with the Kamloops Blazers. But Devin Levi is the guy who doesn't have that same sort of cachet because he played at Carlton Place last year in, in, in Tier 2. You know, he's at Northeastern University right now. He hadn't played any games there. And he walked into camp, and he had to isolate because he was coming from an NCAA program and walked in and stopped everything, including a 36-save shutout in one of the final games um, that they had before going into the bubble. So this is a really fascinating guy. Florida took him with the 212 pick. That's about five or six from the end of the draft. He's about six foot, 190 pounds. Bugs Bunny numbers from when he played with, with Black St. Louis coming up uh, in minor hockey. Crazy numbers at the World Junior A Challenge to think that he was named MVP, you know, in a losing cause for any tournament and for a goaltender to be named MVP. You know, there's a couple of real rarities there, and, and those are things he's accomplished. And, you know, Jason LaBarbera said at, at the start of camp that this guy's like, he's locked in, he's focused. And when he talked about being in self-isolation, it was visualization, watching videos, yoga, mimicking moves that a goalie would make. And all of those things were, he didn't just take the time off and shut it down and get on FaceTime and Bob Ross and whatever else. This guy, he was in it to win it. So it was a big accomplishment, I think, for him to make the team. It didn't surprise me at all. But he's a guy that not a lot of people know about that they might know about by the end of this tournament. Well, let's talk a little bit about that because I, I was a little surprised that Shane Wright didn't make Canada's team, but you, you mentioned all of the first-round picks that are on this team. Uh, I don't think the 14-day quarantine helped him. But, but who are the draft-eligible guys or the guys that NHL fans should be watching because they will be the next names that they need to see? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I mean, when you look at, at Team Canada, you, you're talking about already 21st-rounders, so they're clearly on that path to get there. But there's a lot of guys that I really like. Uh, in this group and it starts with Jacob Pelche. I mean he's the guy that was injured last year he couldn't play he's a Calgary first rounder super smart can play wing can play center plays with uh, passion energy awesome vision he's a really really good player that we probably haven't seen enough of Thomas Harley defenseman from the Mississauga Steelheads little taste in the bubble with Dallas got into one game there but this guy is a big, rangy defender who skates like the wind, likes to take chances offensively. He's a lot of fun to watch. Caden Gooley is Montreal's first-rounder, more of an older-school type of guy. Justin Barron came through blood clot issues, had a rib removed so that he wouldn't have any further issues with the blood clot. Nathan McKinnon was texting Joe Sacking. He was like, dude, you got to draft this guy. we got to draft him. And, of course, he ended up getting drafted by Colorado. So they were working out together, and I think he's poised to – to get into kind of a breakout situation, you got Peyton Krebs, you got the returning guys, you know, Doc, Cousins, Byfield. There is an abundance of guys on, on this team that I think NHL people should be really familiar with because I don't think it's long before they get there. 
And the number one guy, in my opinion, in that group is Bowen Byron. Enjoy him right now with Canada at the World Juniors because I think his ticket is punched to go to Colorado and be a key piece for the Avalanche moving forward. That's how good this young man is. Yeah, that's what the Avs need, more good young players. <laughs> yeah, have, no kidding. Don't have enough of those. My God. Um, all right, Sam, before we let you go, two things. Prediction, who gets the gold on January the 5th? And secondly, does Sweden continue their incredible run of 51 straight wins in the round robin? Does that ridiculous statistic continue in this tournament? That will come to an end and probably really quickly, although they're good in the back and good in goal. They lost some firepower up front. Maybe they wanted two centers. Um, but I look at Canada playing for a gold and, and likely against the, I'd say probably the U.S. I really like the U.S. I'll team. They it. got the best goaltending tandem. They're really deep up front. I like the U.S. too. Sammy, always great catching up with you, and you always have time for us, so we appreciate you. Awesome, guys. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Thanks, brother. There is the uh, mayor of junior hockey in Canada, Sam Cosentino. He doesn't just sign this thing up for the Christmas season, no. figure out who's playing on this team, and do a little research. He's doing it year-round, and I know enough guys in the rinks at the junior level who know that he puts in the time. Every time we bring, and we've known Sammy a long time, and it never ends. Every time we have him on for a segment, I learn something. Right. Every time. Now, for most people, the bar is low for me because I just learn stuff every day because I just, I'm not that bright. But Sammy always teaches me something about junior hockey that I don't know, and I appreciate it. Time for a break. When we come back, uh, your emails, like Jordy, who wrote in and said, the most cringe moments on Tim and Sid is when they have American-based media on and they moan about the woe is Toronto wine to them. Hmm. It's the last time I did that. Hmm. And how about we stop worrying about a superstar? We have a starting five that can stick with any team, in my opinion. How about building a second unit and a bench that would be able to beat other teams' bench? Superstars can't play the whole game, says Michael Roberts. We're getting to all of your reactions on Giannis signing a Supermax deal in Milwaukee. The Leafs' Mitch Marner is dropping by. Kendrick Perkins will follow up on all of your emails. We'll ask him if we say, woe is Toronto with Kendrick Perkins, even though they were champions two years ago. That's coming up. They did. Yeah, they won. Damn it, did. Thank you for reminding Actually, us. We were, te- we were telling the American media that they were going to be really Tell them, McAuliffe. Telling tell the American media. Tell them. And the American media didn't get there until we told them. You that they were going to be really good. You all must uh, we'll do all. We'll all do all that next. Tim and Sid. Sportsnet. Radio and TV. Check the receipts. Mitchell Marner, Toronto Maple Leafs, and Kendrick Perkins, NBA analyst, going to join us. We asked earlier in the show, what's plan B for the Toronto Raptors? Now that Giannis Antetokounmpo has signed his Supermax deal, there have been a few responses, Sid. Would you like to hear I, some I, of them? I, I assume so. I'd love to hear them. Shoot. Uh, Francis writes in and says, I'd argue it's not the worst thing for the Raptors. The biggest prize is gone. Better we know that now than next summer. Keep building with smart drafts, trades, and if another Kawhi-like situation comes along, maybe roll the dice again. Hashtag we the North. Hashtag trust, excuse me, hashtag trust Masai, hashtag trust Bobby. Big trust. Um, but I, I know the point the tweeter is making. I don't disagree with it. Things change quickly in this league. 
as we know, McAuliffe, that is not an incorrect statement. So whatever it looks like now, don't even begin to convince me you know what that landscape's going to be in August of next year. Don't, don't even try it. I, I, I agree with the tweeter. Things can happen, especially if Masai is at the controls. If he isn't, I don't know. Coach Roche writes in and says, I'm happy for Milwaukee. A star didn't go to California, New York, or Florida. Glad a small market kept their homegrown star. Uh, Tim, LeBron James was just asked about Giannis's extension. LeBron said, quote, I think it's great he's staying there and committed to that franchise, end quote. That's, that's funny coming from LeBron, but kind of vanilla at the same time. I don't disagree. Look, I mean, Milwaukee, I don't hate the notion of a small market overcoming some odds here. I appreciate the argument. I don't mm-hmm. disagree with it. I think from that standpoint, if the league wants it, if the NBA and Adam Silver think this is the best thing for the league, okay, I'm fine with it. Good for Milwaukee. Uh, Doug writes in and says it's not rebuild time, but total reboot time. The window to win is closed for now. You need to trade Kyle and refocus the team around Pascal, Freddie, and OG sell-off. Anyone of value for draft picks and start over. Okay, first off, that's not starting over. <laughs> you have a, an NBA second team, yeah. all-NBA player in Pascal Siakam. You have the most prized free agent of the offseason outside of Anthony Davis. That's not a start over. OG Ananobi is the next step, right? Correct. Do you now look at OG Ananobi and say, let's try and sign him now and maybe get a deal if you think there's real upside? I mean, they had the deadline for OG was the same for Giannis. It's the 21st. So Mm -hmm. they have time. I I would I would listen, if the money's right, you you do it now. I don't I, I don't care how much better he gets offensively. He's the type of piece. You need. I'm, I don't want to hear what's around him. You can't control that sometimes. But those are guys that just work at every level. And I'm a huge OG fan. I think you get it done. Not at any cost. But now you can you can move even further in that direction, I think. Jay writes in and says they will most likely wait and see for a disgruntled star asking for a trade similar to the Kawhi situation. Raptors have assets. Makes sense. There's a disgruntled star Every day in this league. <laughs> Every day in this league. That's a great tweet, man. It's like you can go shopping anytime you want for the pissed up. Why was Kawhi available? Disgruntled. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to be there. Everyone knew it. You can find two of those guys in the league at all times. Agree PG, with the tweet. Oladipo, Harden. Like, I'm not saying you get any of those guys. I'm just saying. No, but they the come point along. is options they are along. there. Yes, completely. Uh, Mike Ball writes in and says, draft and develop. That's what they've been doing. Simple That's what I hope the they point. do. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I, I know we're going down this road of next summer because it's the smart thing to do. But the real teams kind of laugh at that stuff and start developing their own people. And the Raptors kind of mixed it when they won their title. They're, they're developing and they swung big. But the smart teams just develop, man. You can get there if you're smart enough. Masai's smart enough. Develop. Uh, if I and finally, Edward Cho writes in and said, more worried if this is somehow mixed in with Masai's long-term plans here. Um, we're not oh. going to get into that one. We're not going to get into that yeah. one because we, we have already. A producer keeps writing me on our WhatsApp conversation and saying, we still have the Mark Spears clip. 
We still have the Mark Spears clip. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's let's give Raptors Nation one last punch in the gut before we uh, end this hour. <laughs> okay, fine. I, I, I think we I, – why not? We're here. Uh, so this uh, – Brad Faith of Sportsnet spoke to Mark Spears of ESPN, friend of the show. Um, what's that, Dylan? Sorry? Oh, we don't have – we have no How long time. is the clip? You know what? Oh, it's a 30-second well, we clip. had. Let's, let's tease it. No, let's we don't. It. We'll let's do it after it. the break. Yeah, well, so Kendrick Perkins, well, hey, we're going to continue this conversation. Kendrick hey, Perkins. Hey, Toronto, you haven't taken a kick to the nuts enough? We'll give you another one. That's why you come to Tim and Sid. We'll run the clip for you. We'll talk to Kendrick Perkins. And also, number 16 in your Maple Leafs program, Mitch Marner will join us next. We'll not only talk about when he's coming back on the ice, what an all-Canadian division might look like, but also his virtual charity event Thursday night. 8 p.m. Eastern, hosted by Tim McCallum and myself. We'll talk about it all here, live, on TV and radio. It's time for Real Sports Talk with Tim McCallum and Sid Sexero. Thank you very much, Sheep Dogs. Coming up in this hour... Kendrick Perkins will join us to discuss the Supermax signed by Giannis and whether Harden is on his way out of KP's hometown of Houston. And Mitchell Marner, a.k.a. Mitch Marner, number 16 Toronto Maple Leafs, going to join us. I thought I might have had the picture of myself behind me with uh, Timmy wearing number 16, but that's uh, it's not was that Was that your number in life, 16? Was that your number? Yeah, it was. It was sixteen and two in football. So okay, all right. Mine. I I had four a lot. I like me some Bobby Orr. Yeah, I was oh, a nice. I was a Bobby Orr guy. I had uh, I had better knees, but I was a Bobby Orr guy back <laughs> in the day. Stay at home defenseman seemed like a good stay at home defenseman. Do I look like a stay at home defenseman to you, McAuliffe? That was my that was my mo. Yeah, you, you kind of. I mean, it I played a lot of like selfish defensemen s- in my day. A lot of selfish yeah. defensemen. But it would it would scream to me that you, if you had the skill, would be that guy. But you yeah, just didn't oh, have the I wasn't skill, good. So you're like, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to stay here. If I could, I'd put up Paul Coffey numbers <laughs> and just ignore my other opponent completely. Uh, but back to the hockey thing. Uh, yeah, Tim mentioned we uh, Mitch Marner is coming on. Tim and I are actually going to host an event with Mitch coming up on Thursday. Details of that coming up in a second. But we're not going to be the stars on Thursday night. It's going to be this guy called Mitch. You might have heard of him. Roll it. Mitch Marner, worth the money. The kid can play. He's one of the most electrifying players in the National Hockey League with the puck. Very creative. He's got patience. He's got poise. Mitch Marner, centering. Hyman to the net. Scores! Spinorama backhand right on the tape. Now the dangerous Mitch Marner. This is one of the best assist men in the NHL. You never know what he's doing with the puck. He can carry it end-to-end. He's a stick handle in a phone booth. A very exciting young hockey player. Marner picks it off. Unbelievable move once again by Mitch Marner. We've said that a lot lately. Well, that is his day job, Mitch Marner, winger for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know him. You're familiar. Uh, His night job this Thursday will be for a great cause. It's a virtual holiday fundraiser. One Team United presented by Intact Insurance in support of the Marner Assist Fund. Uh, Again, you can jump on. It's for a great cause. Mitch Marner joining us here on Tim and said the great news is Mitch is like the star of the show Thursday. The bad news is Tim and I will host it. 
So I, I don't know where that decision exactly came from. How many other hosts did you want to ask before asking us, Mitch? You can be honest with us. You can level uh, us. Zero. We, we had the one, and uh, that's all we needed. It got done with the one. Uh, we'll ta we'll take it. You're good. Yeah. We'll take it. Are you excited to go on with us, or are you scared bleepless to go on with us? Uh, I'd say both. I'm, I'm excited, <laughs> um, but at the same time, I'm nervous. I mean, uh, this is one of my bigger scripts that I've had, I think, in my uh, – acting days so it's i'm excited for it uh, should be a lot of fun that night um hopefully raise a lot of money and hopefully do a lot of great things i think we will i think we'll have a great time uh but i mean talking about i have this is double-sided too that's yeah. what I, what so who's, who's going to play the role of john Tavares on this line mitch like who like where do we go from here that's a great question i think that's gonna have to be a rock versus between you guys and see okay. who Fair enough. Um, I'll, I'll go in the corners. I'll go in the corners and help out the two of you. How about that? All right. So, so Mitch, let's. Um, we'll get to the hockey stuff in a second. I know there's a lot of a lot of Leaf fans here watching and listening, but the the idea for the fundraiser, the virtual fundraiser Thursday night. You know, it's it's the holidays. It's a special time. It's a weird time for everybody. How long has this been in the works? Kind of what was the genesis of it, and what what can we expect? Ah, uh, yeah, it's been in the works for a while. Just trying to figure out how we can do something this year. Um, without being really able to get our charity event in, and I guess public or with people. So we're trying to think of ways to do it. Um, we came up with one team united because um, hopefully it just brings everyone together. We can bring everyone together through this call. Um, like I said, raise a lot of money. It's all for um, Second Harvest, who we've already done stuff with, and we love doing stuff for and with um, to try and get meals out there for the holidays. Um, I know how important it is. To, to, I guess, eat and at the same time sharing that uh, meal with your family throughout the holidays is very important to me. And uh, I'm trying to give out and trying to help out as many families as we can. And as people know, hunger has been a major issue during COVID-19. So Second Harvest, which is one of the great uh, food rescue organizations out there, is a partner for the Marner Assist Fund in this uh, in this aspect. So, so let me ask you this, because I know that family is a big part of this. Uh, has has thinking about others and working with charity been something that you grew up with? Why is why is something like this so important to you and extension of the family? Um, I'd say growing up, we always just really wanted to give back. Um, I think we tried to do as much as we could. We didn't, I'd say, really had an opportunity to give up, give back that much. Um, now with where I stand and being in Toronto, the media, the um, the spotlight you get, I thought I can really make something of it. I think I really came to my mind that I wanted to start something up in London, uh, doing sick kids every week or so, going there and seeing um, the same kids, the same faces, and it started really hitting and impacting me more and more that uh, we're making a difference on these kids' life and, and bringing cheer to them. And, um, you know, I've had a lot of great help from my great friend, Natasha, who's at It Factor, and um, she's done a lot of great things and introduced me to a lot of great people that we just keep this charity going. And um, it feels like every year we're bringing in a new great sponsorship and a new great team that uh, has a lot of help. And um, this year, like I said, it's it's been a lot of fun working with Second Harvest and they've done a lot of great things and I'm happy to be a part of it. Mitch Martiner here on Tim and Sid. And as uh, just along those lines, Mitch, I think it's important as a GTA kid to be helping out in your area, like never mind the fact that you work here and you and you earn paychecks here, but this this whole area means a lot to you as well. How, how special is that for you? Uh, very, yeah. I mean, I grew up in this area, like you just said. It's uh, I've been here really for all 23 of my years, and um, it's uh, it's a special place. It means a lot to me. It's where I kind of grew into the person I am. It's where I grew into the hockey player I am. So, um, 
without it, I don't know where I'd be. Uh, it's, it's been very important to me. It's, uh, like I said, I'm just very happy and very grateful that I get to give back now and, and have the, the chance to do that. And it's, it's been a lot of fun these past couple of years and I'm, I'm just looking forward to keep it going for multiple and hopefully until the end of time. So, so for those who don't, uh, who don't know, it's Thursday night, 8 PM Eastern time. If you're, if you're watching from across the country, um, and people can go to MarnerAssistFund.com slash stream. Just go to MarnerAssistFund.com and, and you're covered. So are we allowed to unleash the guest list? Like, are we teasing it? Are we allowed to say, like, I know maybe Natasha is there and saying yeah. yes or no. Are we allowed to unveil she, any of this? She is giving me the thumbs up in the background. So we oh, are allowed. Oh, dog, here we go. All right. We start talking. Man. Start talking. Who, who are we looking right. at? So, who are we looking at? So do you want to do the honors? Do you want us to do the honors? How well, do you want to do, do it? Uh, just, uh, I'll I'll do, how about you two, you two do the first two of the the people, and then I'll do the, the back three. I'm a few of the same list as me. Or I'll do I'll do three, and then you two will know All who right. I'm We'll in. fill in the blanks. Yeah. All right. So, Teamwork um, already. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah, Look at this. <laughs> All right, Mitch, go ahead. Who we got first? Um, okay, so um, someone that I've actually been pretty close with for a couple of years now. Um, she's a female hockey player. I think she's she's great. Um, she's a great hockey player as well. Uh, Laura Stacy is one of the one of the guests. Um, and then another great guy that uh, I've been fortunate enough to play with that is now in New York. Um, he's got his own charity. He's meant a lot to me growing up. Uh, Matt Martin. Nice. And then um, another great buddy of mine that is actually um, living with me at the time being. Um, and he's a great guy. He's a lot of fun on on these kind of calls. Justin Hall, who brings a lot of enjoyment. So Justin Hall was available to join, you're saying? You knew, you knew where he was going to be. He was available to jump on. His schedule opened up. It was good. I told him that he is on the call. I don't care what he's doing. He's, uh, he's, he's our guy. All right. For those who don't know, like he's underrated funny, right? Like people don't yeah. know this yet. No, uh, I, I think if you watched enough of him on like any of his leaf to leafs or when he was running the Instagram live stuff, like he, he just kind of just gets into the spirit and he, I don't know. He's, he's hilarious to me. I, I think a lot of uh, teammates find him very funny and, um, he should be actually very funny to talk to during this. We can we can joke around with him. I think he'll he'll have some fun with that. Sydney, you want to fill it out, or do you want me to do it? Considering I don't have the list in front of me, Tim, I think it would be a good idea if you did. Okay, I just want to make sure that I got the okay. same list. Yes. So, yes. so Mitch is one of them a hockey Hall of Famer who used to wear a C in Toronto that might be Sid Sixero's favorite player growing up. It is. That's Dougie? one Dougie Gilmore. Dougie's coming on. Let's yeah. go. Let's and, go. What's your favorite and, and, Doug Gilmore moment growing up, Mitch? It's got like, to be the wraparound. Right. St. Louis. Wildtime favorite. That one, I've watched that one very, I'd say multiple times throughout my life. It's, uh, it's that's that's my highlight clip of him right there. Can't argue right. with that. Sixero over his shoulder has uh, a name tag from the Family Feud. Might we have the host of the Family Feud Canada also joining us, our friend Jerry D.? That is true. Yes. Uh, another great guy that I'm very excited to talk about. I've seen him a couple times around the rink. Um, I mean, you said that they're a comedian, so I'm sure he's going to bring a lot of joy and some good content to uh, to the call as well. And he used to train kids in the GTA in hockey. Which yeah. is an ama- I don't know if you know that. He had like Stamkos. Yeah, I can play a little bit. Subban. He had, yeah. I did not know that. That is great. To know <laughs> There's now. a whole, like one day they're going to make a, a documentary about Jerry Day. <laughs> And it's gonna be, and like stand up is going to be like a quarter of it. It's going to be his, he's he's the world's he's Canada's most interesting man. That is good. I did not know that. That's good to know now. 
So right. would, you, would you like us to shame anyone else into coming on Thursday who's kind of who hasn't given you a hard yes or no yet? Like anyone we need to call out publicly here for the sake of charity. This is this is the uh, Marner Assist Fund here. This is this is all going to a great cause. Anyone you want to call out? I think we're good. I think that's a that's an all-star lineup we got right there. So I think we're I think we're happy with it. We got all yep. the positions marked in. Can I uh, like I heard a rumor about a, a certain Pittsburgh Steeler. Is that true? And can, there, can, there is uh, there is rumors about that. Are we? Am I allowed to say that name? Oh, that's, a big, that's a big get. I know it's I a big question mark. Am I allowed to say like throw a teaser out or no? I think Tim is dead. I feel like you're dead. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's out there. Yeah, no. Um, we got. Um, sounds. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, Chase Claypool on the Steelers. Um, oh, that having is. Having an unbelievable year in his first year in, with Pittsburgh. Um, actually, I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to spill the beans on here. I want to wait for the Thursday night. But I got some pretty funny things to talk about. Uh, with pace and fantasy football wise. So nice. I'm oh, I get what's going to happen. You have Tim and I on to handle some of this stuff early and you're just going to get like super comfortable and just, just Bigfoot <laughs> us both and take over. It is your event. You could do whatever you want, Mitch, but is that basically what's going to happen? I, I, it's happened to me before. I'm not new I to think, this. I don't think that'll happen, but it could happen. I think I'm more so just going to keep throwing jokes out there. And, and I think you guys have to keep reeling me back in for the the seriousness. I have I don't really know if you can do that. Really, no, I think Tim, you gotta reel, reel both of us in. You're gonna need to <laughs> if, if you could have played a sport outside of hockey, what would it have been? Oh uh wow. I, I always I'd say my three sports kind of growing up were always hockey, lacrosse, and soccer. And just I don't know, those are the three I always just grew up playing. Uh I think lacrosse was probably my second best sport I played. So I'd probably say lacrosse. I never really ever got a chance to play football, although I don't think I would be great in many positions. I think maybe as like a, I don't know, cornerback or something, maybe like trying to read off if I had defense or something. But I think other than that, I don't think I would do well in football or baseball or anything. Um, I think you saw yourself a little short there. Uh, yeah. One more time on this 8 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for the Eastern, Tim. We're going. We are national. 8 p.m. Eastern. The virtual holiday fundraiser, uh, fundraiser One Team United, presented by Intact Insurance in support of the Marner Assist Foundation. To get on there Thursday night with Tim, myself, and Mitch, MarnerAssistFund.com/stream. MarnerAssistFund.com/stream. It is a special time of year. It's going to a great cause. I encourage everyone to help out there. All right, Mitch. Permission to ask hockey stuff. Yeah. All right, let's go. Uh, I don't want to get you in trouble because you've been very kind to us. But generally, are you optimistic you will be playing National Hockey League hockey next month? Uh, I hope so. I mean, um, I've, I've seen all the news. I've, seen, I've heard everything. Um, I'm hoping that we can get something going here. I think uh, I'm very excited about the guys we brought in. And uh, I think we... You know, we added some very key pieces that uh, could help us a lot. Let's talk about some of those key pieces because uh, they added some some veteran toughness um, and and guys that you kind of sort of know from being around the league for a while. You got Wayne Simmons, another local Toronto boy, and Joe Thornton uh, just announced that H.C. Davos said he's heading home. So when, when you hear about Thornton, do you call Uncle Patty Marlowe and ask for the lowdown on Joe Thornton, or do you, have you known enough along the way? Uh, I mean, I think throughout Patty's time here, he's talked to me and, and Austin, uh, I would say a good amount about uh, Jumbo, uh, just says he's super light, likes to, you know, keeps everything light, has a great time, but on the ace, he's a competitive guy. I mean, he plays hard and 
Um, he wants to win. So uh, I'm excited. I mean, everything I've seen about him, he seems like just an unbelievable dude. And Patty's always relayed that back to us. So I'm excited to get uh, talking to him. And uh, as soon as he signed, I mean, I sent him a big text, just super excited to have him. And um, I think he's going to do a lot. Mitch Barner here on Tim and Sid. Um, I, I, I think the theme is hunger uh, for this offseason with you guys, Mitch. I'm mean, just all the guys you've kind of brought in. I mean, Joe Thornton, based on all the reports, he wanted to be a teammate of yours last season. You know, I mean, you got Wayne Simmons. He's been through some tough spots here the last couple of uh, destinations. He wants to find his, his love for the game again. You got, I mean, Bogosian's coming in. TJ Brody. TJ Brody a couple seasons ago was amazing. He had a tough, tough year last year. Had the health concerns. He's looking to kind of reinvigorate things. Do you, do you find just bringing in hungry guys like this, considering how hungry you guys are, because no one was happy with that Columbus series, does that change the dynamic of your group much, do you think? Um, well, I think the, the, the key pieces that we added on Ford and D, like the, all the guys you just said, they are very hungry. I mean, they're here to prove themselves. Um, I mean, I think you saw last year, Bogosian had an unbelievable playoffs for Tampa, um, was a really big key piece. I, I think when he got signed there, he helped him out a lot on the back end with some um, you know, I think some meanness and uh, a guy that uh, can also make plays. Um, TJ, I mean, I just know him from the league. I got obviously play against him twice a year when he was in Calgary. Um, but I remember he just played with uh, Giordano and he, he was kind of just at the safety back. He would make plays. He was smart with the puck. Um, and then, you know, Wayne, obviously, I, I got to play with him at Worlds. Um, he was a great dude. I enjoyed him a lot. And, just talked to him when he signed as well. Just he was super excited to be here. I mean, he I think he had that desire of being wanting to be here last year or so as well. And um, you know, I think he's hungry and he wants to prove everyone that uh, you know he's still the player that he is. And uh, I've been seeing him on the ice recently, and I mean, he's looking like a beast out there. He's he's uh, he's I've been watching him on the half wall down low, and he's got that puck, and it's hard to get it off him. He's a big he's a big man, and he can control that puck and around that net. He's doesn't miss very often. It's uh, pretty impressive to watch. So I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, they're they're all hungry. They want to win, and uh, you know I think that's what we need on our team. We need those guys to make sure we keep us in line and, and keep us going every single day. All right, last one from me for Mitch Marner, who's joining us here on Tim and Sid. Um, we're all still kind to digest what happened with the bubble and what's happening in life in 2020. But I gotta ask, like, what was the best and worst part of being in the bubble? I think the best was just every day you're with your teammates. Um, you know, you're you're in really the same hotel as everyone, but at the same time, you're just on the same floor as your teammates. You get to hang out with them. Um, I mean, I, no one had their wives, kids, girlfriends, dogs, or anything like that. So it was just pretty much any time you got to hang out with your, your buddies and just kind of go over stuff and talk about what happened. And I think the worst uh, was, I mean, you're in a hotel with – every team you're competing against it's it's weird you're, you're getting in an elevator i mean i think i remember the one day i got in an elevator elevator kind of opens up and tortorella's in there i was just like oh just like what'd you, went what'd you say to him uh, pardon what'd you say to him i didn't say anything actually it was it was someone else in the, there's three of us in the elevator uh someone else on my team it was kind of just funny we just walked in there uh, i had my headphones on it i think it was kind of before we started playing them but it was just kind of funny it's just like oh this is kind of just how you got to deal with this now. It's kind of just got to become ordinary, I guess. So it was, it was a little weird in that aspect, but um, I think that was probably the weirdest thing for me was just seeing multiple other guys constantly in the hotel that were playing on different teams. Hey, torts, <laughs> big, big gulps, eh? Let's chit-chat with Torts, Neil. <laughs> 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 
last one, Mitch, because I mean, when when this gets going, I mean, we're all reading the same reports from Fridge and everybody. It looks like this Canadian division is going to be a thing. Instead of two matchups against Matthew Kachuk, you get nine. Instead of two matchups against Zach Cassian, you get nine. You get more Brady Kachuk. You get like what what matchup are you most looking forward to that you don't normally get at that level? I was going to ask you what's what's the most anticipated Canadian matchup. I think by law, you as a Leaf have to say Habs. But in terms of the Western Canadian teams, like who who are you looking forward to playing a lot more? Uh, that's a good question. I mean. Uh, I think all of them, really. I mean, they're all very, very skilled teams. They all got a lot of great players. And at the same time, I feel like they got a lot of young, great players as well in their their division. I mean, you look at Vancouver, I think um, that team, what they did last year was pretty impressive in the playoffs. Um, they got a lot of great players that can do a lot of great things. So I think Vancouver is kind of a team that uh, I'm kind of excited to play against more, just uh, seeing more of Pedersen, Hughes, um, Besser just kind of seeing all the younger guys just more in detailed and you know kind of being ready for that competitiveness and I think uh, that team kind of equals kind of like us so it's going to be interesting to play against them more One Team United is what it's called uh, in support of the Marner Assist Fund it is Thursday 8pm Eastern the stream available at marnerassistfund.com slash stream uh, Tim McAuliffe, Sid Sixero and the star of the show Mitch Marner will be there is there a dress code, Mitch, before we say goodbye? Do I like? Am I okay? Like, what, what do you expect from us? You're producing this thing. What do you expect? Yeah, am I? Am, well, that's a great question. I haven't even asked what my dress code should be, so I don't know. I think uh, I'm sure Natasha's going to call us all on Wednesday. All right. I think you're right. Yeah, she's very thorough. Natasha's yeah, very good at her. As long as it's not black tie, we're good. Phones yeah. online. <laughs> all right. Well, give Natasha our best behind the scenes there, Mitch. We we can't wait for Thursday. This is going to be a blast. And we'll raise as much money as we can. We'll do our best. It's a terrific cause. And uh, can't wait. So we appreciate you jumping on today and all the best to you. Take care, yeah, brother. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited. And so are we. On yep, one stream absolutely. united in support of the Marner Assist Fund. The stream is available. MarnerAssistFund.com slash stream. Just go to MarnerAssistFund.com Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. In the great words of Billy Red Lions, don't you dare miss it. Uh, Mitch, is, I, I like talking to hockey guys once in a while tim who who do have personality but in the hockey world sometimes it's how do i put this it's it's frowned upon at times to kind of just be yourself (laughs) how how, how do i put this without offending anybody Mm. and uh, that's that's i think our second time talking yeah frowned upon second or third time talking to mitch and he's uh you know, he's, he's he's got a personality so it's great to see and and we're looking forward thursday is going to be unique that's my first uh virtual fundraiser online i'm i'm assuming it's yours as well tim it'll be a blast jerry d is going to come out firing though like we need to figure out what we're going to do because you know jerry jerry's going to come into that chat and he's going to try and turn it into a comedy central roast and i'm not saying he doesn't have ammunition like oh do you have any ghost chips ghost pepper chips or you know he'll have something he'll pull something out of the bag so i just feel i feel like i need some some ammo on jerry because he'll have some yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think you're going to hear a lot of that from all of the athletes, stuff that you wouldn't normally hear because they'll have their guard down because it's for charity and because it's yeah, for me. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. We'll take a break. When we come back, I don't know if you've heard, but Giannis Attentacombo signed his <laughs> Supermax deal yeah, with the I Milwaukee heard. Bucks. Uh, some people are a little upset. Some of them have gotten over their crying. We'll ask Kendrick Perkins, what's the next best thing? 
for the Toronto Raptors. And James Harden apparently going to play tonight, 20 minutes really? according to Steven Silas really? against the Spurs. We'll ask KP if Harden's staying. Next, right here on Tim and Sid, Sportsnet Radio and TV. It is the stroke of the pen heard round the basketball world. Giannis Attentacompo, Supermax, five years, $228 million, the largest deal in NBA history. This is my home, said Attentacompo on IG. This is my city. I'm blessed to be able to be a part of the Milwaukee Bucks for the next five years. Let's make these years count. The show goes on. Let's get it. Let's get to Kendrick Perkins, a VSPN former NBA champion. I say former. He's always going to be an NBA champion. Perk, it's great to talk to you, man. Did Giannis just do the right thing competitively? Absolutely. Absolutely. Would you, like, you know, coming off an MVP and defensive player of the year season, he did the right thing. When you have an organization like the Milwaukee Bucks that are, that are doing everything that you ask of them, trying to get better, uh, trying to answer all your demands, on top of that, you have a new arena, I think he did the right thing. And by the way, who's passing up? <laughs> Two hundred plus million dollars to hire. Oh no, contract Perk. I'm listen, Perk. In no way, shape, or form am I suggesting financially. <laughs> just so we're clear, I am not suggesting financially that this was the wrong decision. But I, I said the word competitively specifically for you because it is very difficult in this league, and we're seeing a lot. Like I'm just looking at the teams here, Perk, specifically in the Eastern Conference. I got nothing against Chris Middleton. I got nothing against Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday, for the record, still, as I mentioned earlier in the show, is not signed long-term. Past that, that is not a team that could compete with anybody when Giannis got hurt in the bubble because that depth just isn't there. I, are you telling me that's a top-three team in the Eastern Conference right now? I am. I am. Wow. I think when you have Giannis, when you have Giannis and you have Drew Holiday and you have Chris Milliton, that is a hell of a big three. We're talking about two guys that are, are all-star type level, and I call them uh, level three-and-a-half type guys and, and Drew Holiday and Middleton. And then you have an MVP type guy. Then you still kept Brooke Lopez, a guy who came off a phenomenal season. To me, it was a win. And it was a win when they got Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is one of the most underrated players in the league in my eyes who could give you 20 to 25 a night, lock you up on the other end, could close out games. The appreciation that he has around the league for us with his peers, y'all wouldn't even believe it. So here's, I guess, here's where Sid and I may differ. And I, and I don't want to speak for you, Sid, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay it out here. <laughs> Chris Middleton, I, I love where he's come from. I got a lot of respect for his game. Yeah, as do I. But he hasn't been there in the playoffs, Kendrick. Is that something that you can learn? And I, in, against the Raptors, he really, really struggled when they got up two games to none in the Eastern Conference Final. He averaged about 17 points per game. Last year in the bubble, 
Uh, he shot under 40% from the floor. Like, is that something that you can learn how to deliver when it, when it matters most? Absolutely. But, but like I said, with the addition of Drew Holiday, now Chris Middleton could go into the role that he, the role and play his role that he, that he is. And that's a third, a third star. He's a third good player on the championship team. Now I can't say that. So if you have a guy like Chris Middleton, who's a third option for a championship team, and now he's able to be that third option, that's why I think it, the Milwaukee Bucks really have a chance of coming out of the East. The one and only Kendrick Perkins here on Tim and Sid. All right, so Kendrick, as we internalize things up here in Canada, um, what do the Raptors do now, assuming Giannis was plan A? Well, right now, if you're the Raptors, you stay put. The foundation is there. Um, Continue to draft well. Continue to keep signing good free agents. I thought the Raptors were uh, one of the organizations that won this free agency. Won in this free agency. They didn't lose. You know, they was able to get big Aaron Baines and and, and re-sign Fred Van Vliet. The core of the Raptors is still there, along with Nick Nurse. So, you know, you can't count the Raptors out. Now it's just time for those guys who got paid the big bucks to 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 step up and deliver. Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam. Because I'm telling you, listen, I was very upset with Pascal Siakam last postseason because I went out on a limb for him several times. I'm talking about arguing back and forth, whether it was with Jalen Rose or whether it was uh, with 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 um, Stephen A. or whoever, saying that Pascal was a superstar and he let me down. So hopefully he went, decompressed, got better in the offseason and is going to come back with a chip on the shoulder. KP, did you talk to guys who were in the bubble? Like it seemed like um, Pascal – listen, you weren't wrong. He was a second-team All-NBA selection. Like in the regular season, he was real good. It seemed like the bubble hit him. Have you talked to enough guys who were in the bubble in how hard it was to perform every day in the bubble? I did, and they said it actually was a lot easier to perform. You just had to develop that mental toughness of being in a secluded area at one time. But they said as far as your body feeling great, everything was every, you had everything you needed from the cold tub to food to – you know, massages, not traveling, being able just to get hours and hours of rest before playing games and even going to practice. So they were saying that's the best that some of those guys ever felt. And it showed. That's why we had so many epic performances in the book. Yeah. Uh, travel huge. Kendrick Perkins here on Tim and Sid. Um, Travel is huge. I'm a terrible. Are you a good traveler, yeah, Perk? Sure. I'm the worst. Like I, I can't even do. There's a. It's like a one hour flight from Toronto to Montreal, and I'm exhausted by the end of it. I'm just the worst traveler ever. <laughs> Were you a good traveler? I, I hate everything. No, I. That's why I laugh because I hate everything about traveling. Like I don't like to pack. You know, I, I. I don't like to unpack. I don't like to do all the like. You know, checking in the hotel rooms. All it bothers me, especially if it's like a two day or a one day turnaround and. You got to check in, get situated. But what kind of packer are you? But, Perk, what, what, what kind of packer are you? Because if you pack light, 
and you're on the road for two days, like I barely touch my bag if that's the case. Like, do you have to unpack everything? Are you meticulous? Do you got to lay everything out? How, like, how does Kendrick Perkins travel? I'm, I'm intrigued yeah. by this. Yeah. 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 So, so I do have to unpack my bag when I get in. I have to, it don't matter if it's for a day or two days. Like, I literally take everything out, you know, get what I'm wearing. That night, if I'm going to a game, get what I'm wearing. The next day, if I got to go somewhere, get what I'm wearing. Going to the airport, take my clothes off that I had on traveling, put them at the bottom of the bag. Yeah, so everything. Like, I use the drawers. I got to put my toothpaste, my soap, everything in order. Make yourself so at just, home. You know, it's, it's, yeah, I do. I, you got to get real homey in there for me. Because, I, look, let me see it. I don't leave out my hotel room. So when I go to my, my rooms, my focus be is one is that I finally, you know, get a little long time to perk. You know, I love my wife and kids, but, you know, they can't wait for me to get out the house sometimes, and I can't wait to leave them at times. So I get to watch I get to watch basketball, football, and everything in peace, right? I don't have my wife, my, my wife giving me the side eye because I got the TV on sports all day. Like, I can actually watch it and enjoy it. Uh, and there's there's two there's two follows that I have. One, uh, my old man had a rule in our house, KP, uh, that if you watch sports, you couldn't talk until the commercial break. Uh, so so maybe you had to come over here. Uh, and two, I used to work for a professional football team up here in Canada, and once a year, the O lineman would do a toothbrush only trip. Means dress in their suit for travel, what they're going to in the game. Toothbrush only. That's all they would bring. Could you do that? No, no, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Because guess what? The last thing I pack is my toothbrush. Why do you pack a toothbrush? They have dental kits at hotels. It's <laughs> a good point. Yeah. It's a good you point. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's a good point. Uh, Kendrick Perkins here on Tim and Sid. <laughs> any other any, any other travel questions? I'm intrigued by this, McAuliffe. Any other travel questions for Perk? Well, I just now, just like, Perk, you, a you're 6'10", 6'11". Like, I've always thought about this. Like, when you're young, you're like, yeah, I love being big and tall. And, and then when you get older, like, you have to drive. You, like, you can't fly coach. You have to pay that extra bill or yeah. two or three. You have to fly first class, don't you? Because of your size? No, no, no. No, I find no. the exit rows. Look, the exit rows. That's still tight. Rows, the windows. No, they're not. Not the window seat. The window oh, seat. Oh, the exit. I see what you're saying. Fine. Yeah, yeah. So, but, so my thing is, I'm going to sleep regardless when I get on the plane. Uh, if so I got an exit like, row or I got a first class, I'm going to sleep regardless. So, it really don't matter. Now, let me tell you what I that's do. Skill, what I do have a problem. That's with. a skill. You know. That's a skill. You know what I yeah. do have a problem with? I do have a problem now since I retired and I put on a retirement 50 pounds <laughs> that I have to ask the flight attendant for an add-on seatbelt because the seatbelt just don't fit. And you know how you try to whisper it to, uh, to him and say, hey, excuse me, can I get the seatbelt connected? And they're like, oh, you want a seatbelt connected? I'm like, well, yeah, just let the whole world know. Yeah, don't, don't yell it out. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Oh, you want some blue pills too? You want some blue pills? Okay, no problem. I'll give you blue pills. You want that? Right. Yeah. So, Perk, let me ask Kendrick Perkins. This discussion has just turned completely, and I love it. Kendrick, has anyone made the mistake while you're in the exit row of an airplane 
of kicking your seat behind you. Has anyone made that mistake not knowing, knowing you're a big man, but not knowing exactly who you are? Has that ever happened? Well, no, not not actually kicking my seat, but I'm, I'm going to tell you what I, what I have had a problem with. I've been in extra rows, and sometimes I don't get the warning when somebody is just about to recline they, and I have a coach seat. And some mm-hmm. people don't just give me the warning of saying I'm about to just recline my seat and then just hit my knees. And I'm like, yeah. you know, and I just kind of nudge their chair and they turn around like, oh, excuse me. I'm like, you could have, like, turned around and looked and saw, like, and said, hey, I'm about to lean my seat back just fast and, and, and you know, just rough. But they're all I'm acting like they didn't see you. Like, I'm an like, anti-recliner I, as it is. I don't even yeah, like recline. I don't like people who recline. Right, right. I think it's inconsiderate. If you recline yep. your seat, it's inconsiderate. Yeah, then everyone has to recline. You You think so? If 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 you recline your seat, you are forcing the person behind you. No, that's a domino effect. He's right, and then that's you a have domino a domino effect, effect yeah. and it's all because right. you need to be. Su- and if perk, if you're yep. not a recliner and you can fall asleep on the plane, <laughs> nobody has an excuse. Right, 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 right. I second it. I second it. Now, now, you Perk, know. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. When Paul you're in the exit. social contract to sit in this <laughs> tube that flies through the air, the last thing that you need to do is be selfish in this moment. Well, part of, well speaking of phone. being selfish, speaking of being selfish, Perk, when you're in that exit row, because I've done it a couple times myself, you obviously get the speech that you're also, if something happens on the plane, you all, you automatically become, like, security. You automatically have to make sure the door is open and you're helping people like you are you are you willing to take that responsibility because every time i get the speech from the uh from the flight attendant i lie and say yeah i'll look after everyone but i'll be the first one off the plane yeah, I, like like you know, what, I, what I would think you we do? all lie yeah i Come think on. we all lie they go in one ear out the other because if something is happening and i'm on the plane by myself and i'm not flying with any of my family members it's like no i got to i got to find a way to protect me i can't it's like, wait I a second. I, you know i'm not the Go one ahead. that want to die as a hero i don't want to die as a hero i don't want everybody saying oh perk he really saved everybody's life but himself like no i, I don't want to be that guy i'm sorry and you know who you know who's not getting saved for sure is, is that person that just reclined on your knees. That person you're not saving, one hundred percent. They're getting the highs. No chance. No chance. Uh, I, I I I I can't let you go without asking about James Harden. It's it's in your it's in your neck of the woods. Like what's gonna? Do you feel like it's only an inevitable, uh, or it's only inevitable that Harden leaves? Like where, what do you see happening here? Yes, I, I mean, I, I see James getting traded. Will he get traded right now? No, I think they're going to let it simmer down a little bit, take their time with it. Um, I, I do believe he will, he will get dealt before the trade deadline. But this is James' fault for how he handled the situation. If he would have been a, a true professional about things, then they probably would have got a deal done, you know, probably during preseason or right before a camp. But since he went about it the way he did, lack of communication and all this, you know, then it put the Rockets in a tight spot. And Tillman Fatita is not giving up James Harden unless he's able to get back a level a level four player or a level three and a half player with a lot of draft picks. So 
James Harden is going to have to sit tight for a little bit, but it's on him. And, you know, it's so bad that James handled the situation like he did. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even mad at him for asking for a trade, right? Like, he could do whatever he wants, and I actually agree with him. Like, it might be time for him to move on, but it's how he did it. It's not what you do. It's how you do it. And I just look back on all the old NBA players that paved the way for this generation to be making 30-plus million dollars, $40 million, $20 million, whatever it is, right? And when James and guys like that act the way that he did, all it, did, all it does is pisses the ownership, the owners off, right? And then they go to the next CBA, and it's going to make it tough on the next generation because you better believe it's going to get bought up. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a James Harden clause where it's like, oh, this will be a voided contract or anything to that nature. So, you know, you don't want the next generation to suffer from being able to benefit of getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars. So you can't be selfish. you got to show up to work every day. Here, here. Uh, Kendrick Perkins, always a pleasure. And, um, I appreciate that. And I think, I, think, I think you've made a lot of fans just strictly based on your airplane etiquette because I think everyone's been there. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of knows what you're saying, <laughs> mm-hmm. and there's right. nothing that bonds. Right. You know, we're 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 a very much we're we're uh, we're a broken society in a lot of ways, a lot of disagreements, uh, a lot of adversity. But I think we can all galvanize around how crappy airplane flight is and the stories that come with it. So yeah. I pre- I appreciate those stories Absolutely. today, Perk, and the other stuff as well. Thank you. I appreciate y'all, fellas. Hey, look, don't keep me away so long, all right? <laughs> Sorry. No. We, we won't. We won't. Come, right. on. Come by anytime, man. Right. Anytime. You are welcome anytime. All right, All right fellas. There is uh, Kendrick Perkins, uh, one of the rising stars in the basketball analyst uh, sphere, world. I, I was just thinking, and I was distracted by it, obviously, because I couldn't spit the words out of my mouth. Um, imagine you're in a plane, and you jerk your seat back because you want to relax. And you hit the you hit the knees of someone, and it's like a little you know that jolt yeah. that comes when you, you know you made contact. Knee. Yeah, you know you made and contact. You turn. If Kendrick Perkins got up, <laughs> six ten, uh, whatever the whatever the retirement fifty puts him at, like that's that's upwards of three hundred pounds. Like yeah. that is a monster of a man. Like imagine you do that because there are people that do that with authority. And then, ch- like, and look back as if to say, the "Challenge worst, me." Who the hell do you think you are doing that? This ain't your I plane, would, Jack. I would love to just be sitting beside Kendrick Perkins if someone did that, and he just stands up and says, "With that drawl, excuse me." <laughs> that's rude. Like, like, just to have Kendrick Perkins just say to you, "That's rude." Like, picture, like, if you turned around and that was Ken Reed. Picture the complete opposite of that, and that would be like Kendrick Perkins there. Right. Like, you just wouldn't feel very comfortable, and you'd be in the wrong. Coming up, Scott Boris, commie to routine. That's right. Scott Boris. He's funny. Got mad, he got mad jokes. All right. And we'll give them to you next right here on Tim and Sid, Sportsnet Radio and TV. Welcome back to Tim and Sid. I'm Tim McAuliffe. He's Sid Zixero. 
Got a little bit left here, and I wondered during the uh, virtual winter meetings how Scott Boris would do his thing. And apparently Scott Boris did his thing after the meetings ended today, like everyone else in 2020, with a virtual conference call with the media that he allowed people to log on and have a conversation with him. Well, have that's one read... of the that's one of the real highlights. Of the, let's let's remember the visuals, right? Like you'd see yeah. Scott Boris in the lobby in Nashville or Vegas or wherever they were around mm-hmm. a huge. For some reason, he picked the biggest Christmas tree in the lobby, just for right. the visuals, right? Ever the showman, Scott Boris, superstar agent in Major League Baseball, and it would be like we would be getting ready for a show or doing a show, and just it would be quote after quote after quote after quote come flying through on our timelines, and some of them were stupid. Others were mildly amusing, and there was really no news in it. Like, it was just one tongue-in-cheek comment after another, and the media would run like lemmings to him, because you have to, because he reps everybody. So I kind of missed that this year. I'm not going to lie. It was useless, and I kind of missed it. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, Scott Boris is drunk off that power, Sixero. No doubt. He is hammered off of that power, and I've got proof. Uh, I got some quotes uh, from the interwebs uh, as... uh, some are want to call it. Uh, I'll start with the one on the Jays um, because I think people are waiting for that. It wasn't like uh, Scott Boris of the past trying to lure them into spending a lot of money because they never dealt with him ever. Uh, all he said about the Jays was, and I quote Sydney, they've bought the lamp. Now they're looking for the red bulbs. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? What's the red bulbs? Is that like the sexy to, bulbs? To keep things like, warm. Oh, to keep things interesting. Heat it, heat it up a little bit, you know what I mean? All right. Okay. That's not terrible. I was expecting worse. What else you got? I'm assuming there's more. Oh, I, I misread that. I'm sorry. They've bought the lamp. Now they're looking for the right light bulbs. I don't know. The red light bulbs made... That was more interesting to me. More sense. Seemed, yeah. Yeah. It seems yeah. like it was seemed right. sexy with it. Let me All try right. again. Let me try again. Take Scott two. Bo- Scott Boris on the Angels. They have to solve the case of the lost playoffs. They've gone out and got their Perry Mason. That's in reference to uh, New Angels GM, was it Manassian? Perry Manassian, yeah. Perry Manassian. He was in the Jays organization for a while, knows Alex Anthopoulos pretty well. Um, I don't mind Perry that Mason. I don't. <laughs> you know the kids on social media love a good Perry Mason reference, so you know that traveled. <laughs> that is true. That you know is that true. Traveled. Uh, Scott like, Boris. Keep going. I like it. Scott like Boris it. on the Chicago Cubs. Okay. They still have stars. Yes, including Bryant, and suggests the Cubs under Hoyer should be able to compete in 2021. I guess when you have Star Wars, who best to handle it? Than the Jedi, so we'll have to see. <laughs> that is not bad. That is, by the way, the last Jedi anniversary came out a couple years ago, three years ago. I know you love Star Wars so much, so the, the reference is just for you. I'm, I'm stunned you brought up the Jedi reference tweet because you just you're not a Star Wars guy I at guess all. When so. you have Star Wars, who best to handle it than the Jedi? I'm surprised Tim brought it up. I'm surprised Tim brought it up. This isn't as bad as I thought it would be. I'm enjoying this. Scott Boris on Steve Cohen owning the Mets. It's nice to have an ownership 
with big apples. <laughs> oh, cojones. I know what he's yes, I know what he's saying. Yes. I said yeah. I said big apples. <laughs> <laughs> And Dylan Brown, a Sportsnet 590 fan, the fan of my year. Uh, Last Jedi was a year ago. Felt like longer. Everything feels a bit longer than it used to, Dylan. Give me a break. All right. There's a new Star Wars. I just, what's the Mandalorian? They're never going to end. They're never going to end, Tim. Get used to them. Scott Boris and Jackie Bradley Jr. You ready for this one, Sid? Who the Jays are linked to? Jackie Bradley Jr., yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. JBJ is the PBJ of the major leagues. He's sweet. Smooth and spreads it all over. I don't know what I'm enjoying more, the lines or that one guy in the sound effect. <laughs> Dylan, can you hit me? I want to hear that one guy after the rim shot. Hit me with it, please. Just hit me with it. <laughs> is that Jeff Blair? Who is that? I, this, that laugh is familiar to me. Jackie Bradley Jr., by the way, uh, I'll take him on, on in a Jays uniform any day of the week. Any day of the week. What's Randall think Gritchick more- thinking? They've been linked to, like, every center field. <laughs> every guy. Randall Gritchick is watching this happen. It's interesting. He's sweet. He's smooth. And he spreads it all over. Did you just make Scott Boris quotes on Twitter a sexy time with the music? <laughs> is that what you just did? Because it's not the wrong move. <laughs> hey, I'm Scott Boris. One of my clients will stick to the roof of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and spread it all over. Over. All right, mm. we're done for another day. Uh, uh, hopefully we'll be back tomorrow. But in the meantime, kids, come on. Remember, please. I wash your hands. Good luck, Yannis. Good luck. Wash your hands. Washing your hands. Washing your hands. Washing your hands. Scott Boris.